you like family. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Dave Sproul from KASI in Ames. Uh, 1430 on the AM dial. We will uh, pick his brain on Matt Campbell's teleconference, which I assume is going to happen today. Even though Iowa State isn't playing, there are Big 12 games this week. Well, regardless, we're going to pick Dave Sproul's brain. Uh, we never anyways. get anything out of them anyway. That's a great point, right? There's, there's nothing no. newsworthy. Uh, maybe one of these years. Let's get Bama Bob in here. There was a little news made yesterday, or at least overnight. Uh, was it Chip Brown from 24-7 Sports, uh, who has, covers Texas, obviously. I guess Texas reached out to Urban Meyer, and Urban Meyer told them no. He's done. Health-wise, he says he is not going to coach again. So they were willing to write the check to buy out Herman and the mm-hmm. rest of that staff and to bring in Urban and whatever his staff was going to cost. That does not mean, though, that Tom Herman is fired. No. They took the swing at Urban. Before you know if you can uh-huh. get him, you're going to see, your, before you know if you're going to fire Herman, you've got to see if you've got the guy you Because want. if it's not Urban, who do you hire there that you think is going to be um, an improvement on Herman? I don't think there's an answer to the question. I don't question. think there is either. Uh, Bama Bob joins us. Bama Trenton, Ken, thank you for coming on. Uh, surprised Urban Meyer is... Um, Seemingly done with coaching, which I'm glad, selfishly, Bama. I think he's really good on Fox, and I love the stuff he does with the Big Ten Network. Him and DiNardo do five-minute recaps, and I think they're really good that air throughout the week. But it sounds like he's done with coaching, Bama. Yeah, that was a little surprising to me because, you know, the two jobs that, you know, you would think would would interest him. I mean, listen, he's never going to, you know, he's he's, (laughs) – He's going to go to a big job. Texas is a big job, a brand, if you will. Uh, you know, Texas and USC are the ones that, that everybody kind of thought, well, that kind of makes sense. Austin, nice place to live. I mean, he's still a young guy. I mean, he's, what, mid-50s, I think? So, 57, um, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, and you're right. Listen, I'm not his biggest fan. And I think that's no secret. But I, I'm glad if it's true, and we'll see you know, if it's true or not over the next few years, I'm glad for him because that is a stressful profession, as we all know, especially at a place like Texas. Um, I think he would win there. I think he would win big. He's won everywhere he's ever been big. Um, but I just think that, you know, if if his health, if, if he's in a good place right now, he certainly doesn't need the money. Um, it is surprising a little bit for me in the fact that the way he left Ohio State – uh, you know, with the the scandal amidst the scandal and all that, mm-hmm. I can't remember the guy's name. The assistant the coach. coach, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean. So yeah. it wasn't like he won three national championships and said, "I'm done." Um, you know, he said the same thing when he left Florida, and a year later he's coaching Ohio State. So right. <laughs> maybe he means it this time. Maybe he wants more money. Maybe the check needs to be bigger. I don't know. Um, I never really know with him but if if what he says is true i am happy for him I mean, he is he's great on television i mean he is yeah. he knows football inside and out he knows the modern and he game. can explain um, it he can explain it and he doesn't get too bogged down he's just technical enough yep 
you know, to where he's going to appeal to, you know, geeks like us who, who kind of want to hear a little bit more detail, but also to an average viewer who, you know, he's not going to go over their head. So, um, surprising. Yes. Um, now they got a problem with Tom Herman, you know, because mm-hmm. Tom Herman knows, hey, yep. if Urban would have said yes, you're gone. Um, so, you know, where does he go from there? I mean, he probably just, you know, rolls up his sleeves and keeps working. But uh, good for him um, if that's what he wants. And, uh, you know, I think maybe these times that we live in have made us all kind of reevaluate what's really important. And the guy's getting all the money in the world and his health and is relatively young. Why do you want? Why do you want to jump back into that? I'm with you. Um, let, let's, as we always do at this time, we go around the Power Five conferences, get a highlight or two from each of those. But Bam, I got we got to start with uh, BYU Coastal. Uh, just a terrific yeah. football game. Chippy didn't see the rivalry uh, going to the, <laughs> no, the red zone. As, was... I mean, as quickly as it did, Weird. but it did. Coastal Carolina was not going to come in. They'd heard how tough, how physical BYU is. They're going to make a statement, and man, they did at the end of the first half when that linebacker and safety decided, even though the play was 60 yards away, we're going to get Zach Wilson on the ground. We're going to let him know we mean business. I thought that was a little over the top. But what a finish to the football game. What an entertaining game, Bama. Yeah, it really was. And, and you know, uh, I am I guess I'm happy for Coastal. I, I'm with you, though. I didn't like that play at all. I, to me, those guys should have been ejected. Um, yeah, I'm with you. You just... You just don't do that. I mean, you don't see. You're not allowed to do that in the NFL. There's right. a lot of things you aren't allowed to do in the NFL that you can do in college, like you know, go low on the quarterback and all that thing. But I mean, that was just an obvious target. Um, and they were. I don't know if they were trying to hurt him. I don't know what they were doing there. I mean, but you know, he's not going to make a play <laughs> 60 yards down the field. You would think they'd be blocking, you know, for somebody or you know, for the return or whatever it was, but. Um, I did not like that, and, and that's just one of those that, that had a little Miami's nineteen eighty to it for me, and, and you know, mm. I, I that that's just kind of, you know, I hope that era of football is over. I know they're trying to make a statement; they were on national television. Um, any publicity is good publicity, but and I don't think it takes away from the win. But you know, listen, people are talking about it, and they should be talking about what a great game it was, and, and they are to a lot of extent. But every highlight you see. It's not you know, that that play is included, and I just don't think that that's really kind of the reputation that you want. But in terms of the football game, I mean, I thought they would be able to compete. I didn't know if they'd win or not because I thought Wilson was was really you know the the best player on the field, most talented player in the game, and he and he might be. But um, I mean, from week one, Ken, we talked about it Friday, man. When I saw them play against Kansas, I'm like, man, this 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 has they, they passed the eye test. I mean, they really. Do I don't know how, you know. Apparently, uh, their coach interviewed for the South Carolina job that went to Shane Beamer, um, so he's looking around. I don't know, if, you know, how many, how much longer he's going to be there. But for one year, one week, one game. I mean, game day there. Um, good for them. Uh, takes BYU out of the equation. Good for Iowa State. I'm telling you, there's a path there for Iowa State. It's it's a, it's a narrow path. Yeah. But I think there's a path. But um, uh, interesting game. 
Glad they were able to play it because it lived up to the billing. It did. Uh, let's go to the uh, – well, let's, we'll, we'll go to the ACC, Bama, to, uh, uh, as we make our way around the Power Five. Look, Notre Dame, their season, their regular season is now over. Likewise with Clemson, there are going to be other ACC games taking place this weekend. i got to admit I was impressed by Miami. Not that Duke is having a good season, but they certainly rolled, and they rolled up the score Miami did. Uh, King was really good in the football game. But Clemson or Notre Dame, Bama, either – which of those two impressed you more? If uh, I guess Clemson, because I mean that's the one I sort of picked. You know, <laughs> off your question, if anybody was going to struggle, and they really didn't struggle. I mean, you know, it was it was competitive for a while, but um, listen, you went on the road in in, in uh, Blacksburg. It's it's you know it's a good win. Uh, Notre Dame, you know, struggled a little bit with Syracuse, pulled away. I just think both these teams were just, you know, they. <laughs> Listen, the conference basically said these are our best two teams. So you know what? We're going to cut out all the games they were supposed to play next week, and you know, you know, cut out the injury risk and you know maybe the potential upset risk and everything else. And we're just going to end their season for them. The rest of y'all can play. You know, not that y'all don't matter, but you don't matter. Um, but you know, I, I listen. Clemson to me is still the one team with Trevor Lawrence. I think out there that can challenge for a national championship. We saw what Alabama did. I'm sure we'll get into that. But anytime you've got that kind of experience, that kind of talent on both sides, that kind of coaching on the sidelines, they're a dangerous team. And I really think that if they if they put it all together and they're motivated, uh, they're really dangerous. So I, I thought they were probably a little more impressive. It's going to be a great championship game, I think. Mm-hmm. Clemson is going to go in with a chip on their shoulder because, you know, they're – you know they're hearing everything about well you know listen if Notre Dame wins again then we're out of the playoff and they are um, if they if they go in it, I'm going to be interested to see when that game comes around in two weeks what kind of statement they make are they able to make a statement against what I think is a is a really good Notre Dame team much better than I thought yep. Ian Book is a lot better than I thought me too um, he's had a great year uh, his best year by far. But can they? Can Clemson go in and really make a statement? We talk about that. Obviously, we got a couple of weeks. But those two teams, by far the class of that conference, Miami, sure, um, you know, forty-eight nothing. Duke's probably checked out. Um, you know, North Carolina's had a good year. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's Clemson and Notre Dame in that conference. Uh, so the the championship weekend, so the Big 12 and the Big 10 both kick off at 11, Trent. Mm-hmm. 3 o'clock, the ACC, again, ABC, DirecTV subscribers, be prepared. Uh, the SEC championship is at night. The Pac-12 championship is the night before. Anything from the ACC for you, Trent? How good is Miami now? I, uh, They're they better when, when they played Clemson, yes. whenever that was, early October, late mm-hmm. September. Uh, yeah, like week three or four, I think. And it's one lost team that still has to play Carolina, Georgia Tech. They'd be ten and one again. These paths, if we want to make paths, and Bama brought up a path for Iowa State, is a two loss Iowa State team getting over a ten and one Miami team. These are things that we still have to think about if we're going to play that game. Miami's pretty good and uh, really showed it against their Derek King. Like to see another year of eligibility for yeah. him. Well, he's got one if he wants, right? And see if he'd come back yeah. for the U because he's not an NFL guy. Well, maybe be back with King coming back for another season. Be yeah. something to keep an eye on. Interesting. Let's switch to the Big 12, Trent. We'll start with you. We talked a lot about Iowa State, West Virginia. I'm sure that's where Bama Bob will want to go, and yep. rightly so. Anything else from the uh, the Big 12 this weekend, Trent? You know, um, the other side from, from Iowa State, West Virginia, just really disappointing effort out of them. I thought they were going to show up at the very least. And TCU. 
You know, I, I've asked the question a couple of times to some of our Big 12 guys about Gary Patterson, 5-4 and four with a, a different group of guys, but is this just what TCU football is? They're okay, yeah. but that's about it. Well, we all thought the TCU was going to be that dark horse team, or at least most you people did. did. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, if you're looking for that other team uh, to make an impact, they, they, Five they and certainly four. haven't been. That's not enough. No, that's because they're what that, that's how that, that's what they've been. Oklahoma State falling on some hard times yeah. as well. Uh, Bama, your takeaway from the uh, Big Twelve? Uh, I'll just tee it up. Iowa State, West Virginia, Bama. What would you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was just this was. Listen, we talked about it Friday. He didn't ever wanted to back in. You know, there was a path for Iowa State to get in had they lost this game. But, man, they just they kicked that door in. And I, I've said it all year. I'm staying on it. The most complete team in that conference, they're going to have their work cut out for them against maybe the most explosive team in that conference in Oklahoma. Um, but just, I mean, it could not have ended any better. I mean, all, you know, Brees Hall, was, you know, Mike Golick on the broadcast talking about, you know, this guy's a Heisman contender. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, there's a guy at Alabama that's a pretty good running back as well. Um, but I'm glad to see him get, you know, his due on a big stage. Purdy played great. The tight ends were great. The defense was great. Matt Campbell is going to have his pick of jobs or whether he wants to stay at Iowa State. This was just the culmination of a great year in – Talk about peaking at the right time. Now you got one more big game to play, obviously, against Oklahoma, uh, who gets the same team that you got last week. So, you know, you're going to have a bye week, I think. Um, Oklahoma's got to play West Virginia this week. But mm-hmm. just, just what a great day if you're an Iowa State fan to, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of trepidation in there. Oh, no, you know, what can go wrong? I mean, that's just typical fandom. And especially, I well, We're talking about Iowa State. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If you're if you're Iowa State, man, God, we're this close. Yeah. Although we're going to lose, and all these other things are going to happen, and and you know here we're going to be on the outside looking in, and man, they just kicked that door down and, and never gave him a chance. Never gave him a chance, yep. and you know the the thing I really like, you know, I really appreciate Neil Brown because I had the uh, the under on the <laughs> kicking the field goals <laughs> on the forty nine and a half. So I appreciate him kicking those two meaningless field goals yeah. to keep it at forty eight. So. But listen, just a great day to be a Cyclone. Biggest win in their history. They got another big game now. This is what happens when you get there. You win one game, you get another one. Um, so really happy for them. Really happy for the way that it happened. And, and they, they're legit, Ken. They are just a legitimate top 10 football team, balanced across the board, and just one of the absolute best coaches in the game right now. No doubt. Trent, your takeaway from the Big Ten was? Indiana, getting it done again, Mm -hmm. this time with Tuttle. We talked about him a little bit on Friday, previewing this wasn't some walk-on from Hickory taking over here. This was a real four-star quarterback and uh, played pretty well Mm -hmm. at times in that one. Go and pick up a win, 14-6 on the road for Indiana. Who's just a real football team? And uh, good to see them, and we'll see how high up they go at 6-1. And And as we await the decision from the Big Ten and Michigan, most importantly, what's going to happen this week, something to keep an eye on. Because if you're Indiana and you're told, you followed all the protocols, you played all eight games, and you only have one loss, and you're told, sorry, this team that didn't hit the rules is going to play in the championship game. If I was Indiana, I would be throwing a fit. Yeah, but they're Indiana. I still would. <laughs> I get it, I, and they should be, but that's that's what's going to come back. Uh, by the way, there's a guy, and I wish I could remember his name, I guess he's real close to the Harbaugh family, and he's got a blue check mark. 
Uh, uh, beside his crazy name, people have blue check marks too. True, but this guy, <laughs> this guy, uh, listening to Stuart Mandel and people of his ilk that cover college football, uh, national guys say, this guy said, be prepared for a Harbaugh announcement this week. Didn't let on is what that means. I mean, I don't think it's going to be an extension, but is there an NFL job out there? Is there something we, we don't know? But uh, be prepared for that. Bama, your takeaway on the Big Ten. Well, it's Indiana, and, you know, this is going to be – Trent hit on it, man. I'm What a mess this is going to be if, if Ohio State-Michigan can't play in the Big Ten just says, nope, Ohio State, you're our champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will. Now, you know, look, they will. Yeah. Uh, Indiana, listen, they lost. I get it, head-to-head, so that's going to probably be the out. But I don't know if you can sue a playoff committee or not, but, man, I consider because that, that's just not right. And Pat Forty wrote a great column on that. He and, did. Thank you for you know, alerting all, us. Yeah, all the conspiracy theories that people have over, oh, you know, this conference favors this team or that team. Well, they're just they're not even hiding it now if they do this. I mean, if Ohio State can't play that game. But, you know, the other thing on the field, Wisconsin, man, I, I really, God, what, what has happened to them mm-hmm. since that Michigan game? 13 points. COVID. Man. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but, geez, you know, Purdue, really disappointing to me. I thought they would be better this year. Um, I, listen, I know everybody struggled, so it's really hard to get a read, you know, across the board, like you mentioned, COVID and everything else, and stop, start, who's mm-hmm. playing, who's not, uh, you know, coaches not coaching, position coaches not coaching, all this other kind of stuff. But, um listen, to me, the big story, like Trent said, Indiana, I mean, they just went out and validated that win. Uh, in Madison, and, and what a great season for them! And, and you know, happy for them. We'll see how we'll see how well they can follow it up. Uh, you know, next year when things are back to normal. Uh, Bama, let's head to the Pac-12. Quick hit on the Pac-12. Your takeaway is what? Um, you know, just kind of a muddled mess, really. I mean, I, I thought that you know USC good win. I thought Washington State would would kind of. I didn't you know, too. I, I thought they would put up more of a resistance. So good win for them. Uh, Oregon, I mean, not good. What can you say? I mean, just disappointing. But really, to me, the story in that conference is Colorado. Mm-hmm. I mean, Arizona's a mess, and there's a hot seat list on ESPN, and someone's right in the middle of it. And they don't have any money out there. I don't think to fire him and hire a new staff. But if they if they if they did, that I think he'd be gone. He's just done absolutely nothing there. Um, but yeah, Colorado. Um, to me, that just jumps off the page. And what a great story that is. And and you know, again, we'll see how the, we'll see how we do next year. You know, full year recruiting, full year schedule, all this kind of stuff. But uh, you know, really, really pleasant surprise in that conference. Yeah, and, and uh, Broussard, the running back, is, is one of these names that you, you, most people yeah. don't know because they don't play very often. Colorado thinks played what four games? Ran for three hundred and one. Three hundred and one yards in that football game, which is uh, that tells you how bad Arizona is. But they were up ten nothing in the football game. I watched the first half of that game. It was ten nothing Arizona, and then here comes Colorado. Trent, anything? What do you do? Undefeated Colorado, undefeated USC. They're both in the Pac-12 South. Let them play. I think so, too. Because yeah. wasn't that game canceled? It was. So, if It's kind of like Minnesota-Wisconsin. If we're evolving, we're changing, we're doing anything we can here, and if you're the Pac-12 and you're I'm only... And you. it's, it's a slight shot. But your only shot is to have an undefeated team, mm-hmm. obviously, to have any... And it's got to be USC, let's be honest. Right. To get in there. Don't you give them the best yes. opponent? And it's not... Oregon or Washington right now, it's undefeated Colorado. I think that's what the Pac-12 has to do, have those two teams play 
for the quote unquote championship. And if the uh, if the Big Ten is going to manipulate stuff, and we already mm-hmm. know that the ACC yep. did, uh, I am all for it. Uh, Trent SEC. Hmm. LSU. Yeesh. I mean, are we heading to the conversation we had after week one of Gene Chizik at Auburn? Wins a national title yeah. and is fired a couple years later. Yeah. I like Coach O. I, I get a kick out of the guy. I love the drawl. I love the Cajun coming out. I love all that. Go Tigers. But what does he do? He's not a coordinator. Nope. He recruits, but he doesn't do anything a whole lot outside of a couple of decisions on game day and a couple of thoughts that he has. This thing could go sideways very, very quickly at LSU. I think it is. Although I do like the quarterback, Finley, just a young kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can see there's potential there. Bama, before we get into talking about Alabama, because there's so many ways to go, Jones and Smith were just incredible. Is is Najee Harris Derrick Henry at the next level? As I was watching Henry, and I'm watching Najee Harris play you know, this year, I'm thinking, are they the same guy? I think Henry's a little bit bigger, but I think that's what Najee Harris is going to be in the NFL, that type of running back. Uh, does, do I they get compared at all down there? The one that he could get compared to is Josh Jacobs with the Raiders. Um, okay. He's more similar in size. Big, bigger guy. Listen, Derrick Henry is a freak. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 6'4", legit 250, and can run away from people. I mean, you've seen these runs where he just, you know, how many guys that big can have 90-yard touchdown runs? Yeah. Two of them in his career, at least. Um, we saw the 99-yarder where he stiff-armed the entire Jaguars, you know, defense a couple years ago. But I think Najee Harris is the more uh, people compare him, the, you know, the current backs in the NFL from Alabama is Josh Jacobs. And listen, that's not a bad guy to be compared to. Mm-hmm. No, he's having a good kid. career. He's off to a I good love start. That, I love that story. I mean, he, he, he living in a car right. and, you know, now what he's doing in the NFL. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that you mentioned Coach O. I mean, listen, he's going to get another year. They've had, they've had really good recruiting classes. They're having another one this year. He's going to get a pass uh, no matter how bad it's going to get. And it got really bad. And that, that was Alabama – you know, just getting a little payback for last year because, you know, them kind of dancing in the middle of the field and the locker room celebration and all that kind of stuff and, you know, the comments afterwards. So they had a chance to put one on them, and they did. And, look, Kenny, I told Devontae Smith, I mean, good Lord, is that guy good. I mean, they've had a lot of really good receivers in Alabama in the Nick Saban era, and I think he is just the best. Um, He might wind up to be the best pro. He's not a DK Metcalf. Julio Jones guy. He just, I tell you who he reminds me of, I mentioned it before, he he reminds me of Marvin Harrison. Mm, I mean, pretty good you know, company. Similar, oh my God, just similar bill, but he's just so silky smooth and effortless. Great route runner, fast enough. You know, you don't consider him a burner like Ruggs or, or Judy or one of those guys, but you rarely catch him. <laughs> you know, so he's fast. He's faster than you. That's all he has to be. So, um, but yeah, th- listen, this, this Florida game is going to be interesting to me because nobody's been able to throw down Florida yet, really, but Florida's defense is pretty bad. The other thing coming out of this, I mean, Auburn, Gus Malzahn with that comment about how 6-4 and four is a solid season. Mm, that kind that, of sit well. I can tell you right now, that is not going over well, but they can't get rid of him because he has a $21.5 million buyout Jesus. with half of that due in 30 days if they fire him. So they can't write a $10 million check to get rid of him. So they're going to get stuck with him another year. Uh, Kellen Mond at A&M, 
you know, comeback player of the year for me in that conference. He's just played great um, and continues to do so. Uh, guys, we'll get out of here on this. Army-Navy week, normally standalone with all the – I mean, th- things are different in 2020. I'm glad CBS is not diverting from showing that game. I imagine uh, that the A-team, Nestler and Danielson, will be there. Um, the game is at West Point, is it not? I think it is. It yeah. is. How about that? Ever, yes. Which will yep. be outstanding. So, two o'clock. There, look, there's a lot of competition. Bam, I know what it means to you. We'll talk about it on Friday. Uh, Trent, what's your what game will you pay attention to this week other than Iowa, Wisconsin? Cincinnati, Tulsa. Pretty big, right? Yeah. And we get that back to back weeks, do we not? I believe so. I think we do. I think we if do. If you're the American, are you manipulating here? You don't want to play this one, just save it just for the 19th? Save 19? it for the championship? Yes. I would. I think that's your path. I mean, think think of how much money that brings for that conference if somehow Cincinnati gets into the playoff. I mean, that is a difference maker for that conference. So, yeah, you know, I think you're going (laughs) to, one of these teams might have a little bit of a, but you got to be careful. If you're going to, if you're going to do it and cancel it, you better do it early because if you cancel it because of COVID, that's a 10, 14 day period. And, you know, I don't know. You just, you got to be careful. But yeah, that's, that's a, that's an interesting topic. Since, uh, and we're seeing it playing out around a lot of places. So, hey, why not? Everybody else is doing it. We're doing it, too. And top 25 victories is a metric that the committee uses. Tulsa, if they take back-to-back losses to Cincinnati, they're certainly not going to be in the top 25. Uh, great point. You beat them once, they nope. might hang maybe around. they can stay around. Yeah. You beat them twice, there's no chance that would be a 6-3 and three Tulsa yep. team still in the top 25. Excellent point, Trent Condon. Bama, we'll talk to you uh, yep. on uh, Friday at 11.05. Thank you, Bama. We're out of time. Appreciate it, bud. Look forward to it, guys. Take care. Yep. Thank you. Bama Bob going around uh, college football. You can follow Bama on Twitter at Bama Bob. Dave Sproul on Iowa State is next. It's 1130 on a Monday morning with Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. We are Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 AM, and now 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. May apply subject to change. Vasectomies. Yes, we're talking vasectomies. It's Trent Condon from KXNO. If your family is complete, the time is now to get on the horn and make your appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa. The time for my vasectomy is coming up. I set up my appointment with a great group of doctors at the Urology Center of Iowa. It was easy to do, and you can do it as well. Now is the time to maximize your insurance benefits before the end of the year. Call 515-400-3550. Again, 400-3550 to set up your appointment today or go online iowauro.com that's iowauro.com vasectomies with the urology center of iowa no ice packs or bags of peas it's northbrook illinois Welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1460, 106.3 FM. Let's get Dave Sproul in here. No teleconference this weekend, Dave Sproul, so you didn't get an opportunity uh, to have Matt Campbell, uh, well, tell you really nothing. But uh, anyways, uh, we do have lots to talk about whether that happened or not. And I did see yesterday, you lucky duck, you got a corporate approval to travel to Dallas on the company's dime. How about that? I uh, can't, uh, uh, can't tell you how fortunate I am to be able to get a chance to 
to make the travel down there and uh, get to experience uh, a historic moment in Iowa State football. It's uh, something I'm looking forward to a lot. I wish, uh, you know, I, I guess it would be greedy for me to think that I, I wish I, I could do more and maybe get out and experience the town a little bit more, but I'll take what I can get. Absolutely. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Iowa State, um, they took no prisoners on Saturday. This game, Dave, it was, they never gave them a chance. I mean, it was difficult to find somebody. Um, maybe Cyclone Jerry thought that this game was going to be a blowout. You know, a hardcore fan like that that thinks every game is going to be a blowout. Most thought that it was going to be a very tight football game. West Virginia's defense, the best in the conference, one of the best in the country. Daggy's playing at a high level, dot, dot, dot. Iowa State just crushed them, Dave. Yeah, and I'm among those who expected a much closer game than this. I hadn't fully bought into West Virginia's defense being as good as advertised because a lot of those raw numbers uh, came against teams that weren't Iowa State or Oklahoma, uh, and those are two of the best offenses in the in the in the conference. Um, but I did not expect this. I, I mean, Iowa State just humming on all cylinders and treating West Virginia like they were Kansas State. And I think there's a big talent gap between West Virginia and Kansas State. To be honest, I think West Virginia. I don't know. If I don't know if it's unmotivated or, or they just were overwhelmed early and kind of packed it in, but they did not seem like they wanted to make that trip to Ames, even though it's their shortest road trip of the season. And uh, Iowa State, uh, they were very motivated to play, obviously. They had every reason in the world to go out there and, and win, and they, they were at about as high a level as I've seen all season. You know, we talk so much about Mike Rose, his importance to this team, how good he is, but couple of those other linebackers, Jake Hummel, local kid here, Dowling kid, and also what we're seeing on the other side with Orion Vance, a kid from Cedar Rapids, Washington, grew up in the Iowa City corridor and never got an Iowa offer. Two guys playing at a real high level, and maybe need to sing those guys' praises a little bit more. Yeah, and it's those two guys, even their abilities at those particular linebacking positions that allowed the Cyclones to move Rose from the middle to the outside and really just unleash the the full, you know, capabilities of all three of them uh, to work together on the field and and make for a really strong combination for Iowa State. I think Hummel's just a guy who's been steadily improving, even dating back to last season. You can see him getting better, and it's been happening all season long. And it was Orion Vance's emergence last season that really prompted that move to, to move Mike Rose to the outside and really get the best out of Vance, and then you could get the best out of Hummel. And you're going to get the best out of Rose no matter where you play him anyway. So uh, you might as well, you know, shuffle things around and, and get your best athletes uh, on the field. And that's one of the things Matt Campbell has been so good at in, in his time at Iowa State and, and even back further than that. Uh, a little, uh, as we started the uh, the show, a little me, a culpa on my part. Brock Purdy, I, I wasn't convinced, Dave, that uh, that he could, you know, lead this team to a big victory, right? We go back to the end of the last year, he wasn't playing his best football. I get that injuries uh, were a part of that, although never disclosed during the season, so it makes you wonder. And then the start of this year wasn't great to play at TCU, the first half against Baylor. But since the, since the halftime of the Baylor game, this has been a different guy. This has been Brock Purdy playing at a level that, yeah, Cyclone fans thought that they were going to see, but even I think some of the hardcore in that group were starting to wonder about their QB. Wonder no more. He's playing his best football at absolutely the right time, and he was great again this past Saturday. Uh, Sorry, I missed the end of your question there. Uh, just going to say, bro- one of those junk spam calls again. <laughs> uh, just, just Brock Purdy. What, uh, how he's playing to finish out the season at a very high level? 
Yeah, and what's amazing about it is that he could really could not have looked much worse in the first half of Baylor, and then since then it's just he can't have looked much better. And there were reasons to doubt early in the season. I mean, he was not playing at, at nearly the, the level he is now, and he wasn't playing at the level that you'd seen him. But there was there were reasons, and, and I'll give the hardcore Iowa State fans credit for, for sticking with their guy because uh, he had previously played at high levels, and he gave you reason to believe he could get back there and nobody had more faith in his ability to do that than Matt Campbell, and that's definitely been paying off the last three games. And I know Iowa State didn't put up a lot of points down at Texas, but uh, he was very, very efficient in that game. And, uh, and you know, the Kansas State games and the West Virginia games, just total domination uh, overall, and he's a big reason for that because when you've got that complimentary football thing going, Matt Campbell likes to talk about with Purdy at a high level, Brees Hall doing his thing as he done has done all season, that is – really a a formidable force on the offensive side for Iowa State. Chance for basically all this offense to come back next year. You lose Sean Foster at a tackle position. Landon Akers, great to see him get in the end zone Uh, on Saturday. How about the reaction from his teammates? First time since 2014. Unbelievable. Back when he was in high school that he gets into the end zone. But offense has a chance to go back. My question is, Brees Hall, he'll be back for another season because he's a true sophomore what about Charlie Kohler? He's been banged up this year, but he's eligible. Do you expect him at the very least to get some feedback from the NFL? Uh, feedback for sure. Absolutely. For sure. I mean, I, that's definitely the smart move for him mm-hmm. is to get a good gauge of where he stands in the draft process. And I don't know. I, I don't know how much the tight end position is valued in the NFL. I mean, he got guys out there like uh, Travis Kelsey and, mm-hmm. and some others. TJ Hawkinson, I think, is, is a really good one. for Walling uh, with the Raiders. Yep. Yep. There you go. And Fant with uh, with the Broncos. Yeah. Um, those are guys who come to mind. You know, local connections there in, in a couple cases uh, who are key components of their offenses. So if you can find it, you know that one team that maybe really wants a, a tight end and will put them into the system and you know draft a guy like that in the third round, I could see it happening, and that might be you know enough of incentive for him to go ahead and bounce. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if Kohler ends up playing on Sundays next year instead of Saturdays. Uh, Basketball-wise, Dave, doesn't look uh, with the DePaul game canceled yesterday. Everybody was on site. It was a really late. And Dave told me he was in the building. A lot of people were. When the announcement came yeah. down. I mean, the, the, the team was there. They were dressed. Uh, <laughs> Dave, that was, was – was DePaul, did they make it to Ames? They did. In fact, I, I didn't – I went back and looked at their social media after the game had been canceled, and they put out a tweet the day before – Showing their plane taking off and landing in Ames huh. and practicing in Iowa State's practice facility. And huh. right up until, you know, a little more than an hour before game time, it looked to the whole world like that game was going to happen because Iowa State, they were out there. They were in full uniform. They were getting their warm ups in. But, you know, it hadn't occurred to me there was no sign of DePaul. And, <laughs> and I think it was just before the time that they were going to start letting fans into Hilton Coliseum uh, that uh, the game was announced as the cancellation. So, it's uh, it's kind of wild to be there in that situation. I'd been kind of hanging out there all day because I was covering the women's game right. from earlier in that day. Uh, so I was, you know, left twiddling my thumb. So I just sit there, got to watch a, a practice. They went at it pretty hard for an hour there, scrimmaging against each other. And you know, I, I guess if you're an Iowa State, State fan, I hope they got something out of that because uh, unfortunately they didn't get a game. And they won't now until Friday. Right. I know that they tried to put something together, Trent, but uh, it doesn't sound like it's going to happen. No, and with that, Dave, were you unable to unearth and just figure out 
was this a protocol from the Big 12 and Iowa State? Oh, or was question. this a DePaul thing where they're doing their own testing? With these non-conference games, I'm sure it's different for everybody. Did you hear exactly how this came down? Not exactly, but my understanding is non-conference opponents are supposed to follow the same protocols as the Big 12. Now, this was a Big 12 Big East Challenge game, so I don't know if that changed anything about the protocols. But DePaul has had issues. They haven't played a game yet, and this is the fifth time they've either had to cancel or postpone a game due to COVID-19 issues. So, I mean, it's squarely on DePaul here for not getting the job done to make sure that those their guys were you know staying out of trouble in that regard. Uh, it's just it's just amazing to me that they went through all that process of actually making the trip and getting in their practice and you know acting like they were going to play and then an hour before tip off there it's done. Well, we will uh, talk to you on Friday when Iowa State perspective on Cy Hawk that is going to tip on Friday night at uh, Carver Hawkeye. Uh, Dave, have a great week. Uh, glad you're going to be going down there. Do you know when you're going to travel to Dallas? Will you be there? I'll be- and- Go ahead. I'll be leaving the morning of the 18th, the day before the game, and then yep. coming back the following day. And, uh, you know, it's kind of probably going to be that kind of protocol for everybody because there's not going to be any sort of fan activities, pep rallies, anything Nothing like that. Like that. So That's what I figured. Be, yep, yep. Good stuff. Thank you, Dave Sproul. We'll talk to you on Friday. Have a great week. You got it. Yep. Thank you. Dave Sproul, KSI, names 1430 on the AM dial. All right, we'll come back. Mr. Monday Night got two games. Now, here's the tricky part about this trend. Mm-hmm. For those folks that... You know, NFL fans that think you're going to... You, I don't think Channel 17 has the game. Really? I think it's a DirecTV Sunday ticket subscribers only. Oh. I could be mistaken. I've been known to be in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't think I am here. Wow. Maybe we can uh, research that. Yeah. The 506 came up with a map and Des Moines is not listed. I think it's a, I think it's a Sunday ticket effort, anyways. That doesn't mean you can't bet. Maybe Mister Monday Night's got an opinion on that one, or the late game, which is on ESPN. We'll see that one. The late game, seven normal kick, seven twenty, seven twenty-five. Yeah, I'm looking right now at five oh six sports, and it is uh, in the Central Iowa market, exclusive to Sunday ticket. There you Good go. Good news for you and I. Yep. Not so good for the people that don't have the Sunday ticket. Right. Not going to get that game unless you have the ticket. Huh. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking around at just some weird areas. Obviously, Pittsburgh area, uh-huh. D.C. area. Of course, those But there's the Omaha li- areas listed, they right? They are. Yeah, Kansas City has it. Minneapolis has it. So Green is Bay- it NFL markets get it? It's kind of looking that way, but L.A. doesn't have it. Denver? Denver doesn't have well, it. They don't have an NFL team this year anyway, so. <laughs> oh. <You're laughs> so why is Chicago squad? getting it? Right. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 106.3 FM. It's the 12 days of Christmas. Listen to the sports fanatics every day as Chris Williams reaches into his sack and pulls out a great prize from one of your favorite full court press restaurants. Gift cards, growlers, t-shirts, glasses, food, and more from El Bait Shop, Lucky Horse Tavern, Fong's Pizza, The Royal Mile, and more of your favorite places. Enter online to win the grand prize at KXNO.com. It's the 12 days of Christmas from Full Court Press and Des Moines Sports Station. KXNO. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. A couple of games tonight. One of them, the first one, 
Uh, you will see if you're a Sunday ticket subscriber, that's the only way you're going to get this one. Washington, Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh favored about six and a half. Meanwhile, San Francisco is a slight favorite over Buffalo. That's the regular tilt on ESPN. Mr. Monday Night is coming off a win. You like either of them? Both of them? Going to pass? What are you going to do? Well, we'll be playing because we got to get over Mount 500, a 6-6 six and six mark on the season. And Mr. Monday Night, and i got a banger for you. Let's go to... I kind of like both of these games. I like San Francisco a lot more except for the Arizona angle. Something funky there. Remember, of course, Buffalo the last time they were in Arizona? The Hail Mary. At oh, the end of the game. I didn't know where you were going, but yeah. that's where the game's played. Yeah, this right. game's being played yes, in Arizona because San Francisco that. can't yep. be in Santa Clara. Right. Still, it's Washington. I'm taking the football team. Are you? To keep it close against the Steelers. And I'm going to take a nibble. Just, I mean, a 20th of a unit here. I just, money line. It wouldn't shock me if all of a sudden we come back and we're talking about the undefeated run mm-hmm. coming to an end. Right. They can run the football. Alex Smith's a great story. He's not playing real well, but it's a really good story. Their Terry defense Ma- is legit. I would be all in on this and probably be putting more wattage behind it if Terry McLaurin wasn't so banked up because he is so He's going to play. Good. He is. What is he going to be, though? Because that dude, think of the quarterbacks that he has had oh, and what he's put atrocious. together his first two years. Yep. That's a really, really good wide receiver. Great point. Nobody knows about him because he just doesn't have the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So here's, here's the Steelers real, real quick. Washington... As they try to remain unbeaten. Mm-hmm. At Buffalo the following week. Tough. Both uh-huh. of them on short weeks. At Buffalo. At Cincy. Yeah. Colts. Two days after Christmas. Absolutely. And then finish at Cleveland. I don't think they're going to run the table. I don't think so either. Do you, Have you heard tiebreakers how it is? I know we still got a lot of season. With them in Kansas City, though, if they're both 15-1. and one. Who would have it? I don't know what uh, don't, With no head-to-head on the docket, I do not know the answer to that. Just yet. Uh, Eric Heft is going to join us tomorrow at 11.05. Oh, Just got news from that from Eric. He confirmed he's good to go. So look forward to catching up with our friend uh, Eric Heft. Uh, Murph and Andy are next. They slide in here at 2. The Fanatics at 4. Iowa State Coaches Show tonight, of course, 6.30. And then the Morning Rush will be back tomorrow at 6 a.m. We're Miller and Condon. We have the 10 to noon slot on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.